Please stand as you are able. Good morning and welcome this festival day. Today is the day of Pentecost, the birthday of the church, you might say. So pay attention to our readings as we hear of the word of the Lord that comes to us yet here in this life at this time and in this place. We begin with the invocation and confession and absolution. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Dearly beloved, let us draw near with a true heart and confess our sins unto God our Father, beseeching him in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ to grant us forgiveness. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. And you O Almighty God, merciful Father, I, a poor, miserable sinner, confess unto you all my sins and iniquities with which I have ever offended you and justly deserved your temporal and eternal punishment. But I am heartily sorry for them and sincerely repent of them. And I pray you of your boundless mercy and for the sake of the holy, innocent, bitter sufferings and death of your beloved Son, Jesus Christ, to be gracious and merciful to me, a poor sinful being. Upon this, your confession, I, by virtue of my office as a called and ordained servant of the word, announce the grace of God unto all of you. And in the stead and by the command of my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, I forgive you all of your sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
Glory be to God on high. And on earth, peace for will towards man. We praise thee, we bless thee, we worship thee. We glorify thee, we give thanks to thee for thy great glory. O Lord God, Adam us pray. O God, on this day you once taught the hearts of your faithful people by sending them the light of your Holy Spirit. Grant us in our day by the same Spirit to have a right understanding in all things and evermore to rejoice in his holy consolation. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. The Old Testament reading for the day of Pentecost is from Genesis chapter 11. Now the whole earth had one language and the same words. And as people migrated from the east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar and settled there. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they had brick for stone, and they had bitumen for mortar. Then they said, Come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the heavens, and let us make a name for ourselves, lest we disperse over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the children of man had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have all one language, and this is only the beginning of what they will do, and nothing that they propose to do will now be impossible for them. Come, let us go down and there confuse their language, so that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord dispersed them from, where, from, from there over the face of all the earth, and they left off the building of the city. Therefore its name was called Babel, because there the Lord confused the language of all the earth. 
And from there the Lord dispersed them over the face of all the earth. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The second reading is from Acts chapter 2. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing of wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting. And divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. Now there were dwelling in Jerusalem Jews, devout men from every nation under heaven. And at this sound the multitude came together and they were bewildered because each one was hearing them speak in his own language. And they were amazed and astonished saying, are not all these who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that we hear each of us in his own native language? Parthians and Medes, Elamites and residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya belonging to Cyrene and visitors from Rome, both Jews and proselytes, Cretans and Arabians. We hear them telling in our own tongues the mighty works of God. And all were amazed and perplexed, saying to one another, What does this mean? But others, mocking, said, They are filled with new wine. But Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them, Men of Judea and all who dwell in Jerusalem, let this be known to you and give ear to my words. For these men are not drunk, as you suppose, since is it only the third hour of the day. But this is what was uttered through the prophet Joel. And in the last days it shall be, God declares, that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy, and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. And even on my, on my male servants and female servants, in those days I will pour out my spirit, and they shall prophesy. And I will show wonders in the heavens above and signs on the earth below, blood and fire and vapor of smoke, the sun shall be turned to darkness and the moon to blood before the day the Lord comes, and, great and the great and magnificent day. And it shall come to pass that everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be, be to, to God. God. According to St. John, the 14th chapter. Glory to Jesus answered him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while I am still with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your hearts be troubled, neither let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, 
I am going away, and I will come to you. If you loved me, you would have rejoiced, because I am going to the Father, for the Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it takes place, so that when it does take place, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. He has no claim on me, but I do as the Father has commanded me, so that the world may know that I love the Father. Rise, let us go from here. This is the Gospel of our Lord. The Nicene Creed. I believe believe in one God, the Father Father Almighty, Almighty, maker of heaven and and earth, and of all things visible and invisible. And in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation came down from heaven, and was made by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary, and was made man, and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried, and the third day he rose again, according to the scriptures, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of the Father. And he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead, whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen.
of Jesus. The events take place a little over 100 years after the flood. The global flood, God's judgment upon an unbelieving world. A flood that covered over the highest peaks of the world, that washed out both man and beast. And yet the Lord still preserved. Preserved Noah, the only man of faith left on the earth, as well as his wife, his three sons, Ham, Shem, and Jepheth, and their three wives, eight souls in all. Eight saved by means of water, such as baptism, saves and still saves you. God gave them a simple command after the flood, go forth and multiply, be fruitful, fill the earth, share and spread my word, my, my very peace, my very presence. But the world quickly, within the space of a hundred and some years, became a hot mess. We live in such a hot mess, do we not? Smoke rising from downtowns, rioting, chaos. You, perhaps, stuck at home in fear, sheltering in place, worried, saying to one another, I've never seen anything like this in my life. Never thought I would experience this. And so you worry, you fret, and the sinner in you doubts. The sinner in you fears that that God's judgment is not only coming upon you, but upon the whole earth again. And so what does the sinner do? Well, the sinner takes matters into his or her own hands. The sinner tries to ascend to the Heavenly Father, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit yet reigns. The sinner believes that, that they can do what needs to be done, that they can rise above it, that they can create peace for themselves. Such was the case, especially with Ham. Ham, you might remember, who saw his father a little liquored up, wearing his birthday suit. And Ham, who was not respectful, who mocked and made fun of dear elderly dad. Ham, who became the grandfather of a man by the name of Nimrod. Nimrod, for some of you older folks, a slang term that might still be used today for those who are inept. Nimrod also means a mighty hunter. Nimrod, the grandson of Ham, took it upon himself to conquer all of his other siblings and tribes and families. He wanted to build something for himself. And so he did just that. Built a mighty city, a mighty tower. They had one language, we are told. That would have been Hebrew. Luther and other scholars tell us that we will most likely all speak Hebrew in heaven. How do we know that? Alleluia! Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia! The saints around the throne sing Alleluia, this wonderful grand Hebrew word. They had one language, but they rejected God's word. They rejected God's peace. They rejected God's truth. We talked about truth last week as Jesus spoke of it, that there is only one truth, one word that comes from the Most High God, but how often the world and perhaps the sinner in you seeks other truth, 
seeks other avenues, other ways to attain to the, defi- to the divine, to, to find peace here and now. And, and so Nimrod and his followers built a great city, a vast city, and an amazing tower. A tower that we can no longer look at. It's not standing anymore. Over 30 various towers have been found in the land of Iraq and and other areas around them, most of them of a ziggurat configuration. Some legends have the Tower of Babel being nine miles high. We know, of course, that's just a legend. Other records indicate, indicate 412 cubits tall and 412 cubits wide, which is it's pretty big. Babel. Bab Ali literally means gate of God. But they did not build it for God. They were not trying to worship him. Our text for today clearly tells us that they did it for themselves. You see, sin always manifests this way. Self-justification. My truth, my way, my means, my life. I will design my life how I want I want nothing to hear of what God may have planned. I don't want to consider what he might give to me, these wonderful blessings, oh no. Let us make a name for ourselves. We begin our service in exactly the opposite way, in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. We gather in the name of the Lord and Jesus Christ because he is the only truth, the only way, the only life. God's people also back then, the descendants of Ham and Nimrod, didn't want to be dispersed. They didn't want to be fruitful and multiply. They wanted to stay in one place, build for themselves. They didn't trust God's promise, some theologians say, to not flood the earth again. Thus, some of our fathers in the church believe that the reason they tried to build the tower so high was that it would be above any other flood that God would send, even though God had send, said, I will never again do this. Regardless of their reasons, it was for themselves, a name for themselves, their own salvation, their own peace, and any peace you create any peace that can be made in this world, any peace other than what God gives is, is no peace at all. So be careful of the peace you pray for, of the peace you work for. Is it of God? Is it according to his word? Because all else is outright idolatry. But in the midst of sin, what does your heavenly father do? He acts. He always acts. He is compassionate and merciful, slow to anger. He is abounding in steadfast love. And in love, he came down upon this very people who tried to make their own name for themselves, to build their own tower. He comes down. And it's a little bit like the flood, but it's different. He disperses them. He disperses them over the face of the earth that they may be fruitful and multiply. He also gives them brand new languages. They can no longer converse with each other in Hebrew. They can no longer understand each other. Ken Ham, if you've ever been down to see the replica of the Ark or to the Creation Museum, spends a lot of time, and appropriately so, I think, talking about all the wisdom and knowledge that was lost 
in the midst of the dispersion of languages. So often we think that, that we are so smart today with all of our technology, and we think, well, we're the smartest people that have ever lived. Well, I don't know about that. Sometimes I question that. God has always made his people with bright minds and certainly gave them amazing knowledge to build an ark, to build a magnificent, amazing tower, and so many other things that archaeologists are still uncovering today. So be careful lest you fall into the trap of thinking, wow, how amazing we are, how powerful we are, how smart and intelligent we are. We're the best humans to ever walk the face of the earth. Repent. Repent and seek the one truth, the one word, that which comes to you from God himself, who with the Son and the Holy Spirit has given you Holy Scripture and has yet gathered his church together. And so the tower of Babali, of Babel, was no more. They left off building it. Many other sinful rulers and leaders tried to resurrect such a tower. Nebuchadnezzar II tried to do the same We've uncovered stones with his very name etched into them, as well as Alexander the Great. As I mentioned, over 30 towers have been found. You can do all the research on that. But the question before us today in the midst of the Tower of Babel and this day of Pentecost is how can one have peace? Surely, in the words of my, one of my favorite bands from the 80s, back in the late Cold War, Genesis, this is the land of confusion. And we see it now. Civil unrest, the cities burning, people scattered to their own homes. But have no fear, little flock, for here comes Jesus. No tower, no human achievement can reach God. God descends from his throne on high in the incarnational presence, the very humanness of Jesus who is at the same time God, and He is the way, the truth, the life. Jesus has come to be your strong tower, has come to enable you to reach to the highest heavens, not of your own accord, not of your own work. He has come to bridge that gap for you. And descending from heaven, He comes now also to give you true peace in a land of confusion. And so, though God scatters, He also gathers. Thus, we have Pentecost. We have the Heavenly Father sending His Holy Spirit, and Jesus is preparing His disciples for this, that there might be one truth, one gospel, one means of salvation, and that all those who have yet been scattered as a result of their sin can yet hear in their own tongue the precious, saving gospel message of a God who loves, a God who redeems, a God who buys back us poor sinners. A mighty fortress is our God, a trusty shield and weapon. Ask ye, who is this? Jesus Christ, it is. You see, the name of Jesus, as Proverbs 18 verse 10 tells us, the name of Jesus is a strong tower. And the righteous man, the righteous man runs to it and is sheltered. You want peace? You want hope? Here He is. Here it is for you. 
and the person of Jesus who bleeds and sheds out his holy precious blood to buy you back, who through the power of the gospel comes in your very ears and even in your very mouths to yet assure you that you are his precious sheep, his flock. He tells you that you will have suffering. Don't be surprised when these tribulations come upon you, but have no fear, he says, for I have overcome the world. Thus Jesus prepared his disciples and you that the Son of Man must suffer, must die, and must on the third day rise again for you. Jesus says, in this world you will have trouble, but take heart, I have overcome the world. He's thus gathered you this day to be his holy bride. He has laid down everything for you, covered and robed you in beautiful white garments. But though your sins are as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. He's made known to you the path of life, eternal life, and in his presence there is fullness of joy. In the name of Jesus. Let us pray for the whole church of God in Christ Jesus and for all people according to their needs. For all baptized believers, that they would be given ears to hear and eagerness to learn all that the Holy Spirit teaches them about their Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the salvation they have through Him. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, Lord have, have mercy. mercy. For spiritual renewal in our congregation, district, synod, and the whole church on earth, that by God's grace and the power of the Holy Spirit, we would long to keep Christ's word, dwell in his peace, sing God's praises, and love our neighbors. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who serve in Christ's church, that all pastors may faithfully preach law and gospel, all missionaries be fruitful in their labors, and all church workers be faithful in their service, so that all who call on the name of the Lord may be saved. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those suffering from violence and rioting in our cities, for those in positions of leadership, and for those engaged in violence and rioting, that they may know peace, respect their neighbor, and their neighbor's property, as well as their neighbor's life. Defeat the plans of those that would stir up violence and strife. Give strength to those who seek peace. Help us by your word and spirit to search our hearts 
and to root out the evil that would lead to strife and discord, so that in our lives we may be at peace with all people. Fill us with zeal for the work of your church and the proclamation of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which alone can bring that peace which is beyond all understanding. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For peace among the nations, for those who rule over us, for those who protect and defend us, for the liberty that peoples of our world would be blessed to live in health, peace, and quietness, unhindered by the threats of violence, oppression, or fear. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. In thanksgiving for the births of Reagan Collette and George Neely, and for the healing of the grandparents of Cruz, and for the birth of a, of a child to Carlos and Janica, we give thanks to you, Lord, for these wondrous and gracious things. And we ask for it into the pandemic for those who afflicted in body and spirit, and especially for those who have requested our prayers, including the family of Leo Bean, the family of Ruth Viles, and the family of Pastor Parker Knoll, and for Jerry, and for Michael, for Carol, for our Sunday school teacher, Jim, who will have open heart surgery tomorrow, for Billy. We also pray for our shut-ins, Olga, Lorraine, Anne, and Doris, we pray for Lutheran Child and Family Services, their mission to those in need in this most critical time would show the love of Christ to this world. And we pray for the daughters of our congregation who are awaiting the birth of children at this time, for Laura, for Allie, for Anna, for Megan, and Anne. May their hearts be neither troubled nor afraid, for nothing can separate them from the love of God has for them in Christ who has overcome the ruler of this world and secured for them eternal peace in his kingdom, which has no end. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who come to the holy altar this day, that they would come in faithful reverence and awe, recognizing how awesome God is from his sanctuary in giving them the very body and blood of their Savior to eat and drink for the forgiveness of their sins and the strengthening of their faith. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. For those who have gone before us and now rest from their labors, let us give thanks to the Lord that we would follow them as they followed Christ and be found faithful by those who come after us. Let us pray to the Lord. Lord, have mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, all glory, honor, and worship is yours, Almighty Father, with the Holy Spirit, both now and forevermore. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Lift up your hearts. We lift them to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and right It is truly good, right, and salutary that we should at all times and all places give thanks to you, Holy Lord, Almighty Father, everlasting God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, who after his resurrection appeared openly to all his disciples, and in their sight was taken up into heaven that he might make us partakers of his divine life. Therefore, with angels and archangels and with all the company of heaven, we laud and magnify your glorious name, evermore praising you and saying,
Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you, this do in remembrance of me. In the same way also he took the cup after supper, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. The peace of the Lord be with you always.
Now may the body and blood of your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen and preserve you steadfast until life everlasting. Depart in peace and with great joy your sins are forgiven. Lord, now let us now thy servants depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people. Allah, I to light in the Give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. And his mercy endureth forever. Let us pray. We give thanks to Almighty God that you have refreshed us through this salutary gift, and we implore you that of your mercy you would strengthen us through the same in faith toward you and in fervent love toward one another. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Bless we the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.
Amen. You're good. I'm sneaking by. How you doing? Good, good. Thank you. 